Hi, I'm Sandy Gardner, and you're listening to Late Night Vacuum. Welcome to the Late Night Vacuum. And we are back, finally, for yet another episode of a Late Night Vacuum. I am Grokis, uh, the Mayans of the Star Citizen universe, and to, well, as always, is my co-host, Dublar Thackeray, who I would believe, to, let's say the Nostradamus of Star Citizen. Hello, all you sexy people, and in the future, I see you all naked. Uh, how is everybody? I hope everybody is well and everybody's fantastic. Grakis, how are you? I'm doing wonderfully, sir. How about yourself? I'm with some uh, fine um, yes. uh, Guatemalan rum, so I'm well on my way. Um, shall we harmonize, sir, on the count of three? One. We'll do it. Two. So it has been a it's been a while. Um so it has been some time, sir. Um we've got lots We've got lots of things to cover off and talk about, but Let's start with where we've been. What's been happening to you, dear sir? Oh, God, since the last episode of Late Night Vacuum. Uh, the... To give the TLDR version, we'll, we'll do that. Uh, got the flu. Mm -hmm. So that took me down for a while. Yeah. And we're not talking like, oh, I feel a little sick. No, we're, we're talking like, oh, you have H3N2 or H2N3 or whatever it is, V, which means variant, which means my flu shot didn't work, which means that my doctor has to report it to the CDC, apparently. Right. I, I didn't know all those things got reported. But yeah, that kicked my ass for a couple of weeks. And I tried to stream right after that and managed to blow up my, my vocal cord. My left one. Yeah, because you were. It was a Might bit rough prior, wasn't it? But the coming back yeah. and streaming just finished it off. Yeah, it, I I had a hemorrhage of the vocal cord, and I'm lucky that it it's come back as quickly as it has because that can take months to heal properly. But I got a shot in the neck, which goes through the neck and into the cord. So they uh, injected some collagen in there to help it heal and repair it, and then I did you know, voice therapy, which is like physical therapy for the voice. So that sounds not good. But to really kind of understand it, when you say hemorrhage in the throat, what does that mean? Uh, that means that the blood vessels in the vocal cord, in the flap, have basically torn open and bled into it so that your voice stops working and you can taste blood pretty actively it's uh it's not pleasant it's painful to even say anything and sounds drink terrible. anything and sounds terrible <laughs> you seem too excited at that you're like yes sorry. yes sorry <laughs> tell me of the pain yeah so you were well buggered sir um, <laughs> yeah that was fun 
But I'm back. Finally. I'm, I'm good. Dublar's been wanting to do an episode for so long, I feel like I've let him down. It, it has been a while. There was actually... Um, let see if I've still got it. I was going to do a joke episode where I was going to do a 10-4, uh, uh, you know, uh, like, you know, true or false questions of the quiz that we sometimes do. And I was going to pretend that it was pre-recorded. And I was going to replace you with this. And what is this for our audio? Oh, yes. A squeaky, a, a squeaky steak. <laughs> um, and I was going to do some post-audio on it and have it answer back. Um, but then, of course, the coffee kicked in and it beat out the alcohol in my blood. So we didn't make that happen. <laughs> so, no, it should have. Should have. That would have been beautiful. We'll do it another time. Um, I'll make it more a, a bigger and epic. Um, but it's glad to have you back, sir um and uh let's let's kick off with what we've been playing what have you been playing you funky monkey i want to hear what you've been playing first i just talked for okay a long okay time well um i've been playing a few things um so in the, in the interim that we've been away i got the vibe yeah uh, yeah i'm uh, so jelly yeah i'll just show it to everybody on the screen <laughs> so, uh, so this is this God is the headset, it. and it's very, very, very uh, comfortable. Uh, oh God damn it! Um, it it gives me a whole new perception of the world. Yeah, I'll take it off. Oh, that that that's the the best VR headset I've ever seen. I'm I'm pretty sure there was a video of someone getting one of those VR headsets on YouTube, some yeah. uh, mother or something, and sitting in her car with it and just giggling nonstop. Pretty much. I do not. I actually saw that, bought that, and it took until yesterday for it to arrive. And by then, everybody watched it. It's like no. So. Uh, I was planning to do more with it, but that's probably all I'll do with it. No, this is actually my Vive unit. <laughs> oh, it, I, I, for for the audio listeners out there, he did he did actually show his Vive headset. However, he has put two amazingly gigantic googly eyes onto the front of it, and it just it's it's stunning. It's absolutely stunning. I do as I can. Um, so, what have I been playing in terms of games? I've been playing a few. Um, uh, <laughs> I've been playing a few um, Steam games. Um, let me just uh, pull that up, and I can I can see exactly what I've been up to. Um, yeah, I've been playing um, a lot of uh, VR games. Uh, namely, I've been in the Foo Show, which is an interview show where you can kind of position yourself and engage in a three D space with interview people. I've been painting penises and tilt brush. Um, the oh, one, of course, who wouldn't? Absolutely. The one, however, that I have really been playing and I absolutely love is Universe Sandbox. So um, mm. I remember seeing these guys, I think, at uh, PAX about six or so years ago when it was just Universe Sandbox 1. And it was beautiful. But now you can be God in the, in, in the universe. And I was um, taking Neptune and hurling it into other planets and watching the explosion in the cosmos while I'm floating there. 
Beyond Fantastic. Um, I've got uh, Project Cars I want to try out to do some uh, VR racing. Um, nice. Uh, yeah, but uh, in terms of things I've actually been playing, apart from the VR, it's been a little bit tricky for me because I did pick up Doom because um, mm -hmm. it, it, everything I hear is that it's fantastic. Um, I did. Play, oh, I love Doom. Yeah, I did pick up and play a bit of Battleborn because um, a friend of mine is actually the writer of that. Um, oh. And, yeah, and I'm really enjoying that name, Aaron Linde. Um, and uh, everything was good. And then this happened. So I'm showing yeah. people. So um, I uh, took a weekend and visited some family members, and everything was lovely. And the uh, family dog, to celebrate... Um, uh, my leaving uh, bit my hand. So um, my hand had been about yay swollen, um, about quite puffy and sore. Uh, couldn't touch anything with it. Um, and only now am I able actually to close without pain. I can still feel that. Yes, debris field. Woof. Um, um, I can now close it, which means I can now gain. Uh, but I've been on a dry patch this last week, which has been annoying. So, what have you been up to, Woof. sir? Woof, yes. Uh, what have you been up to, sir? Um, okay, for me, uh, let's see. I played through... Oof, in my time off, I was playing... I don't even remember where I left off in the games from that far back, but I played Dreadnought for a bit back then. How is that so, going? I haven't played it in a while since then. Uh, hype seems to have died off and some of the game stuff with it. They they need some more updates and game types. I mean, it's still early access. They they just need they need to expand the content with it a little bit to really keep yeah. things going. But it's fun. I mean, it's a hell of a lot of fun. And I love playing it. It's just, you know, it's hard to get people together for it. The, the initial hype died down. And then, we'll need to see. see. I mean, that could be a fantastic tournament competition game. It could. It definitely could. You know. So let's see how that kind of grows. Then, of course, there was Doom. I got yeah. that for five dollars. The fuck how? Because my family gave me a gift card for GameStop. I like that. Um, I don't know why they, they gave me that one, but I'm like, all right. So I went and got a Steam gift card, and I got Doom with it. Oh, nice. How would you find so Doom? So I'm just like, yeah. I, find... I really enjoyed it. It was very reminiscent of classic Doom. A lot of people don't like it. I played online a little bit, and they definitely need to get their anti-hack stuff going. Mm. Because th there were some shady things in my first match on there, like... A guy ran around the corner super hyperspeed, like even beyond haste boost speed. Oh, right. And proceeded to, I was off in the corner, proceeded to spin around 180 degrees and hit me right in the head with a double barrel shotgun blast and then continue on like nothing happened in the direction he was moving at hyperspeed. And then did that to our whole team around the map, just where he would run in and just bang headshot 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 oh, and yeah. moving at like five times speed it's like eh, i'm pretty sure that's not supposed to happen yeah that's not supposed to be the thing 
and then it was match after match like that. So I'm like, ah, I'm going to avoid multiplayer until they lock that crap down. But the the single player thing, that was a lot of fun. The story was great. All the little additions to the story were great. The difficulty even on, I had it on the hardest that I could bef before continuing on because there's two lock difficulties. Mm -hmm. And the difficulty for me was, it was, it was difficult, but it wasn't horrible i i honestly expected to be harder picking that one i can't wait to do a run on their most insane difficulty mode and see how fast i can get through it i want to do a stream where i see if i can speed run it that would be nice so there's that and then star citizen ptu has been the rest mm. of the time want to so talk about much star citizen ptu we'll, we'll come into that um i've actually just realized something. i should have talked about a bit about the vive about why i've got it Mind if I yes. make a comment? Um, I, I don't know how much of this I kind of covered in the last podcast, or if, even if I did. Um, basically, uh, for various reasons, where I work, we get things. And one of the things we got were the VR kits. So they set up, um, after doing their reviews and things, they set up the VR kit in the canteen. And I watched... And I was like, so it was like free for all. Do you want to come in, just queue and, and play with it? So I mm -hmm. um, saw uh, a couple of people play in front of me. I saw a person play the job simulator game where you're in an office. I saw them throw a book and just at the same time let go of the controller and have it fly across the canteen. <laughs> I saw someone uh, bounce and jump into uh, tables uh, as they were attacked no side by zombies. And they were yelling. Um, and I went, mm. and I tried it on myself. Now, the way I've been about this is I didn't want to get first iteration because um, I wanted something with a leap motion included. Um, various reasons there's a chip can be installed, makes fingers fingery. Um, and, but if I were to get one, I'd have got the HTC Vive uh, for the uh, quality of the equipment and what it was, what it was offering. Um, this is before yep. everything around Oculus fell apart in terms of their promises. Um, for those who have been keeping in track in the news. Um, and, mm -hmm. well, we can talk about that then. Uh, I, uh, I then uh, put the headset on and I was in a crappy, blocky 3D world um, cooking food for other people. And I was... N I had... N I was not in the can. I was in the canteen, but not in the real yeah. canteen. Um, it, it everything that you've seen about people's experiences um, and watching people do these things, it doesn't communicate how fundamental the transportation is into the other world. I was in this blocky uh, surrounding area with a floating robot talking to me, and I was there in the experience um, mm -hmm. and so it became one of those things of right uh, how long until iteration 2 is out and the projection is 18 months oh wow that's not bad yeah but 18 months you know uh, to have a have a version 1 of this for what it can offer it became like a, a, a no brainer for me so yeah. I, I ordered it. I thought it would take two months. It arrived in 10 days. 
damn, that's a really fast turnaround yeah. time for one. Um, and uh, it's 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 absolutely wonderful. And I'm showing these controller units now up on um, camera for people. These units, they look kind of odd uh, and various things, and maybe the visually they're not appealing to some people because you want certain kind of controllers. These are perfect. Um, it, it gets to the point where I'm never, like at least for when I was playing the job game, I, I, the, this trigger button, I'm pretty certain I never pressed the trigger button, but how was I able to pick things up and throw things around and juggle them and catch them naturally with my hands? Because that's what I was able to do. I was able to take like a sriracha bottle, throw it, catch it, open a fridge, reach, close the fridge, pass the, 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 the milk bottle over into my other hand naturally. Um, it felt incredibly natural. Um, the accuracy um, and feel of these is uh, to the point they're like hand extensions. Um, yes, you're aware you've got something in your hand, but they're so light and well built and accurate, it feels like you're doing hand com hand connections. <laughs> That's a terrible word. You feel like you're actually you know fully integrated. There's no distance, no nothing. So yeah, so that was why I bought it. That's going to be an interesting thing to see how that integrates into Star Citizen, possibly in the long run. Very much so. Um, uh, in fact, <laughs> I've, I've just picked up a, a, a game of a pool game. I used to play a lot of pool. So I'll be able to use this and take shots with it, um, which I'm quite looking forward to. Uh, in terms of what's happened with VR and Oculus, there have been a couple of things. And I know we're not talking about Star Citizen yet. We'll come to that. Um, so... Uh, Oculus just recently um, closed their store with DRM. So if you buy game A from Oculus store, yep. it will check to make sure that you're playing with an Oculus headset. I heard something about that. If you buy game A anywhere else, it's okay. Um, but what they're doing now is they're putting up a bit of a walled garden um, around uh, their tools, their software, and various things, um, which means that it's no longer open for the entire VR community, which is supposedly against the ideals of what they had said and started with. I didn't kind of catch them at the beginning, so I'm yeah, only hearing other people talking about the promises. Um, that's, that's shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, um, and the... Like and their various games are now going to be exclusive for Oculus, um, little little bits, um, but there's been an awful lot of rumbling, an awful lot of people, uh, throwing the uh, uh, bath, uh, baby out of the bathtub around Oculus. Now this is reading the Reddit forums, and sometimes with Reddit you can get the crystallization of the true fan, um. Uh, which uh, obviously mixed in with regular fans, but those true fans can be quite loud. And what it's looking like, it's an awful lot of people really um, hurt and disillusioned by um, by Oculus. For me, I'd have gone with Oculus uh, if it wasn't for the uh, the lighthouses and the accuracy of the controllers. Um, mm. uh, but also uh, with the Vive, because I wear glasses sometimes, and uh, because you wear glasses sometimes, the Vive actually is adjustable. So you can you can twist the knob and it will extend it out to make the glasses fit in inside, which the Oculus doesn't have. But we can um, we can probably talk more about this um, and, and, and do something about it as we kind of get closer to 
uh, VR for Star Citizen, and we can. Yeah. Uh, and um, I have uh, some key people I know who uh, review these things professionally, so I can talk to them and get their kind of feedback, maybe. But anyhow. Well, that'll be interesting. Stuff. Um, so, on to Star Citizen. Um, what have we missed, sir? We've missed quite a few things. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right. Uh, to rewind it, let's let's see what we've missed because it's been so long. But, of course, major thing, 2.4 on PTU. First, it went to the avocados. Mm -hmm. and then on to a slightly more opened-up PTU and no NDA on it any longer. And with that came the flyable Starfarer and Starfarer Gemini. Yeah. Um, now, so with the Starfarer, how you've flown it. Now, I, I haven't flown it yet, uh, but you've flown it. I have flown it. Uh, how does it feel? What does it feel like? Honestly, it feels a little bit more agile than I thought it would. A little bit, but it still feels like I'm flying a, a giant tank. <laughs> like there it's it's pretty slow. It doesn't turn exceptionally fast. It turns fast enough I can kind of keep up with someone if I really, you know, make sure to time things and and mm. decouple at the right moments and really push for it. But it's not like flying any of the smaller ships that have been around so far. It's no, yeah. It's, it's steering a pretty. It's steering a yacht. <laughs> oh, this is great for the eight ninety then. Um, I've been. I played a bit of the PTU, um, which has been, which was good fun. Uh, the, I played it twice. The first time it was insane because of all the lag. Uh, second time, much much better. I never put out the Starfarer. Um, does it? How? On the on the scale of one to tank, where does it rate in terms of its uh, defensive ability? In the way its defensive ability is, it's actually pretty good right now. Uh, it's somewhere eight to tank. <laughs> its shields go down pretty quick, but yeah. physical damage to the hull takes a while to to really bust it up. Like you can sit there with a few ships pounding it with fire and it doesn't die all that easily. Unless you hug it. Hugging it kills it almost instantly. Hugs are more powerful than weapons against it. Oh, they should have seen that. Even <laughs> the power of hugs. It's it's not really balanced out there, but the power of hugs is the most powerful weapon now They're against probably, those They probably didn't turn that on, uh, that aspect on, and just want to see what happens for you. Just give you that little bit of treat. Yeah. yeah the turrets, seen. if they worked right, would be helpful. But they, uh, they aren't exactly working right right now. What's wrong with them? Are they just classic? You kind of get ejected into space and stuff. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a bit shit. Yeah, they, yeah, they, it's it. They're not fully like they, it's PTU. They're patching mm. things. What but on top of that, mm -hmm. stay out of the front arc of that thing. It's just a death blossom. Oh, those front guns! They are the coolest damn front guns I've seen yet. Why? What happened? I mean, tell us. Does it? take anything out well no you have to hit a couple of times with it but it's the effect because they're they're physical weapons but when they fire off into space and you know it's space this wouldn't actually happen unless somehow there was a field around it you know in some way but it fires off four physical shells however as they get out there part way there's almost like a uh almost like a supersonic 
speed barrier cone being broken as the weapons go out there. You see, like, a cone actually oh, wow. come off at a point. So the weapons get out to a range, and then you get that cone effect around it. Like, the damn things broke the, the sound barrier and went Mach uh, again. So they went, like, Mach 5 or something. Oh, so there's wow. that, that energy wave that comes off of them. So you see that fire off, and you go, ha, I don't want to get hit by that. <laughs> I I it's, I'm ima- now obviously because of the scale and everything is all wrong. But I'm imagining you're firing mini houses at people, and that's the they're they're the rounds are meant to punch through and explode. They they're they're exploding. Was it like a 15 millimeter um, mass driver? Uh, was it you or was it someone else? We did the math and it became like yeah, now that that can take down a capital ship. Um, the, 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 the 50 velocity. yeah the 50 millimeter yeah, yeah that was that was sort of one of the things we were doing here a couple times because we were also talking about using different objects firing them at quantum speed as a weapon S- slaves that could be something the quantum Benny, slaves. we could put the slaves inside of any machine and launch them and that's the flechette so it opens up and then there's this quantum slave inside just plowing into your ship yeah so yeah, yeah. the bending machine hits the atmosphere, it breaks apart a little bit, the slave is the actual weapon, and it's enough to take out a city. So, you know, you fire a slave at a planet at quantum speed inside a bending machine, and it'll take out cities. I'm not editing any of this. <laughs> what? You know, it's, they, they didn't say there's not going to be slaves in the verse, and it, there's nothing saying that our slaves mm. that we're using as weapons are human. There's other alien races that we could go capture. So a couple of quick things. Water Buffalo says those guns remind me of a flat cannon slash shotgun mix. Susan Ryokin goes low. Fire the flesh torpedoes from the caterpillar at quantum. Yes. Uh, flesh torpedoes. <laughs> yes. Mm. Uh, oh, you love a flesh torpedo. Anyhow, uh, Blood Dragon says, have you tested the pyro burst, Grackies? I haven't tested the pyroburst, and for any of the audio listeners that don't know at this point with Star Citizen, the pyroburst, as the name implies, is a burst weapon for ships. It's a shotgun. It's a ship shotgun. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is this the anti-personnel shotgun that they talked about? No, this is the flak cannon. Okay, okay. This is a flak cannon that you can mount onto your weapon slots. Because there had been a conversation about an anti-personnel shotgun for people who tried to kind of come to your ship. Oh, that that's that's still an idea that they have there, but it's it it, it's high it's high speed projectiles of plasma scattered about, Mm. and it's really 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 short range. Like you're talking seven hundred meters or less. Oh wow! And really, to be effective, you want to be at about three fifty or four hundred. Optimum. At most. Opt- you need to be hugging, basically. Yeah, you you need yeah. to be up close and personal. So when I saw that, I, I I really can't believe I haven't gone and grabbed them yet. But I mean, I have, have to go to. and grab you them off PTU, to. and then I have to get points to get them, and I don't have that at this point. Well, so talking about um, having to grab them. Uh, we also now with the PTU have Alpha UEC. We do. Yeah, now that's a huge... Now, it's it's one of these things where uh, the, the everybody's... Everybody from CIG and a few other people have been saying no, 2.4 is big. Like, how big? Uh, and phenomenally big. Um, what we've got 
is essentially still the same game mechanic we've but with a couple of other ships like the starfarer and everything um but what's actually happened is it's a lot behind the scenes um with a little bit exposed and that's the port system um and the port system um and the permanent system together allows you to kind of control the objects around you um this is huge. Um, do you want to talk more on that? Yeah, it's essentially what's going on is it's it, it's the core of what it takes to have an MMO. Mm -hmm. You need that basis of storing cash. You need to have... You need to have the this, this system of storing cash. You need to have the system of storing the player states, ship states, data and information, and keep that locked in so that whenever you log in and out, that is maintained at all yeah. times. Now, it's not really... It's persistence. We're not going to touch on what you said, but it's persistence. <laughs> and uh, So, yeah, it's... Sorry it's for I, I, I've gently I've in this last exchange I've actually gently broken Grackies with with something so I, I do apologize Grackies. Yeah, type I I can see what's being said in chat there. Yeah, Polly. But um, it is persisting. The information's persisting now. However, to really get into that next level, we're going to have to start testing things on more open servers. So we're getting yeah. just the the tip of the iceberg here. So what's happening is all behind the scenes, which is why we don't get a lot of shiny new toys with this. However, we do get some like being able to go shopping and change your mm. outfits. You can, you can go and actually now customize your, your characters look to some extent. You can't change your face yet. You can't change the character model, but you can change what they're wearing. You yeah. can go buy weapons in game, not ship weapons yet, but personal weapons. So you can go and purchase them when you purchase them. They're yours. That's yeah. your gun now that stays with you. Eventually, it's going to be where you respawn. You don't have a free one just sitting there anymore. It's either, you know, somehow you have gun insurance for your handgun or someone steals it if, you know, they loot your corpse. Yeah. But you keep what you buy. You bought it. You get to hang on to it. You don't yeah. have to go back out to yellow again and go pick another one up or go back over to Kovalex and pick another one up and do all that series. You you paid your Alpha UEC, you respawn in your it's yours. you know, easy hab, there you go, it's yours. Your clothes that you purchased, you're wearing those things. The spacesuit that you wanted out of the spacesuit options or the armor that you picked, guess what? That's your look. The armor yeah. doesn't actually function as armor yet, but you know, that's gotta come online and be balanced out right now it's just more of a a, a look until they yeah. add in the actual functionality yeah very but true. it's it's a core pillar that they need in order to be able to expand all the other systems off of so this getting this online huge. is yeah and they got go get it right um and so far everything looks as if i mean you will always be get surprises down the line but so far everything looks good it's now just a matter of networking um, too. That's where it doesn't look so good sometimes. Yeah, yeah. However, the last PTU I played, I was getting 30 frames out in Olasar, full server, no lag except for intermittent hiccups once in a while, 
And I'm not sure what's causing that, if it's pirate spawning again, or if it's quantuming, or if it's someone respawning, where it'll freeze up for two or three seconds, but then everything remains smooth. So mm. they're really dialing it in from where it was, and w way better than what's on live, even, from the experience I'm starting to have on PTU. Absolutely. Um, now, one thing with uh, the UEC that I kind of like, and this is how it's affected me, um, <laughs> we talk about the impact it has. Uh, you've now got ship insurance. Mm hmm. Now, yeah, that was a, an addition during PTU they yeah. added. It's not something that obviously <laughs> has been fully kind of you know done, it's just simply. You now have to pay to get your ship back, a la uh, GTA Five, and uh, or as wait. A, oh yeah, oh wait, indeed. Um, so as a result, uh, it's me at the Port Olisar terminal going. I I I know how bad my takeoff and landing is. Um, Aurora. <laughs> <laughs> and I take, and that's exactly what I did. I took a Vanguard out and it was so buggy uh, because I, I don't know exactly what happened, whether it was on my side or the, uh, the game side. I could only like look at the bottom left corner um, so I couldn't see any of my controls or essentially where I was going. So the next ship was an Aurora and I flew around in that because that's okay. I'm okay if I lose that. Um, but yes, as Red Hawk asks, insurance is added. Uh, a stub form of it basically it means it's, that it's like insurance 0.1 yeah it's so it's like the uh oh you've you're, you're you've crashed your ship you've done something you can't take that ship out immediately uh if unless you do one or two things you either wait uh or you spend some uec to kind of get it back a uec alpha uec yeah. uh yeah so that's kind of thing uh, and uh, Grackies, I have to kind of expose it. I do apologize for talking about port system and uh, talking about persistence. I am drinking some very fine 23-year-old rum, though, so in my defense. Though I think it's called the port system inside the hangar that they added. Isn't that what that is? Is the is that the port system? I can't remember the name for it. I should be drinking port for the port system. But with yeah. the with the port system, um, I'm enjoying it, but holy fuckballs in the hangar. Um, uh. It yeah, exactly. The UI needs a lot of work on that, to be honest. It's very tough to hit those targets sometimes and maneuver through it. Really, what I would like to have is a top-down Moby Glass thing where I can just drag crap around. I don't want to have to run around my hangar, walk up to something, yeah. and go, all right, I think this is what I want, but wait, where's that other object that I have in my hangar, and how does that not fit over here, and now I have to find uh, the other dot right behind it to make uh, that item appear? And... What I'd even like then is so that when you're making clunky. your... When you're moving around, I want pre-visualizations of the items, even if it's just an image, not even a render, uh, because that way I know if I need to commit or not. Um, also, uh, by doing that, it would allow me to control the facing of it. Um, that would be ideal. Um the the thing that kind of gets me with that is i absolutely love it but we've got too much stuff i mean maybe other people but you and i we're like oh god we, this is like an embarrassment um yeah it's 
for how much stuff we have to decorate our hangers and how many places there are in there, it's way too clunky of a system. Because, yeah. I mean, even going back to things like EQ2 and house decorating in EQ2 yeah. or setting up a location in a house built out in Star Wars Galaxies, honestly, they were far smoother implementations. You could go through the list, select item, you'd get mm-hmm. the little draw render, walk over to a spot, rotate it around, then go click and it appears. And it locks yeah. in and it goes, yes, I can be here now. Yeah, perfect. Um, and right now it's just, it's so clunky that I'm like, I don't want to decorate my hanger. So what hanger have you been decorating? Because I do want to ask you a question about something I've seen. Well, uh, have you been just Aero one view. hanger? Aero view. Um, how big is your Aero view hanger? Single hanger space, big enough for like a Starfarer to fit in there and maybe a couple tiny ships, maybe. I was wondering because, um, I had the via, uh, the industrial hanger, the asteroid hanger, and it was a single, single ship hanger. And it was like, oh, is there any way that we can add more rooms onto it? I'm so wondering if that's going to be the room system. Mm. No, uh, to be honest, I think the room system was a concept that has since moved on to such an extent that the room system doesn't actually exist anymore. But the underlying mechanic of, can we add a room? I fucking hope so. Uh, yeah, I, I do not like that it shrank down to a single room. And I'm like, I used to have like, five of these things and i could you know walk across this big open area and put my ships across and had this big open space to admire them all i don't want to have to swap them in and out to admire my ships yeah no absolutely um now we're going to talk a bit more about the 2.4 but um it's probably a good time to say i actually have been playing star citizen um and uh, it's, been a, it's been a while um, so, uh, as a bit of a background, what's happened for me is, uh, people may notice I'm, uh, sitting in a DX racer chair. Um, and again, this also kind of has, yes, we're both DX racer fanboys. Um, this has actually influenced an awful lot of things, even my streaming, which I've not done for a good time because I had a play seat. I had one of those seats, uh, with the air control things where you have the sticks of joy, you had your sticks of joy and you could <laughs> that's face grackies somebody's going to turn that into a gif um especially with me masturbating joysticks in my in the other screen um, <laughs> oh god the um so i uh basically it meant that if i sat in that old chair for uh 30 minutes to an hour i had back pain if i sat in it for longer than two hours um i would basically have to go lie in bed and stay there for the day while my back recovered uh it was a perfect chair in terms of uh hotas positioning but absolutely mm. not for playing in for any meaningful time it just didn't work so everybody been singing um uh, the praise about the dx racer so i got one uh and then i got uh Turns out in America, you guys have no sense of safety or decorum. And in cars, you can have uh, iPad um, tr- uh, holders that fit into the passenger seat. Yes. Yeah. So I bought two of those, had them shipped over. And now my DX Racer has um, uh, stands, if you can hear that, uh, holding my, my, uh, my, my HOSAS, my HOTAS. Um, which is absolutely fantastic. And, uh, uh, fact fans, I now have a Warthog um, for my main flight control stick. Uh, nice. And the, now the Warthog is... Uh, how would you describe the Warthog, Grackies? 
top of the line for joysticks if you're looking for something. I got this at 40%. Brand new. Yeah, they're also expensive. I should mention that they're yeah. expensive as fuck. So uh, 40%? Holy shit, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, let me just switch. Uh, I do this out. Zizinuk and just asked for a link, so I'm going to send him uh, a private link on what I got. Um, uh, so yes, yeah, so I am beyond happy, and I and I got to uh, I spent the game of tuning my sticks to the new 2.4. Uh, I flew around a bit, and I gently rubbed myself against everything that was metal. Um, I shredded all my ships, but I've uh, but now I can start playing again. Uh, and getting better. So to understand, previously I was I was poor. Then I got okay. Then I got quietly okay. I didn't talk too much about it, but I started to seriously hold my own. But then I've been on a magical journey of experimentation, uh, and now I think I'm at the happy place. So I'm really looking forward to playing some some more Star Citizen and seeing how it goes. Um, huzzah! Huzzah! So in 2.4, we also got the uh, Reliant in Hangar. Yes. No, yes, we did. Yes. You, to you, that's very important. To me, it's important because it's another ship designed for doing cargo. Mm. The Reliant itself, as its base model, is... I mean, it's a little Aurora-esque type of thing, but really it's meant to do some light cargo runs. It's not yeah. really a weapons platform. There are variants that have more weapons on it, but it's a cargo runner, which... You know, if they're they were already working on MISC and stuff. However, if you've got the core systems on the back end done, and like with two point four, you can go out to the areas with the green flares out and grab quotes around grab, but essentially you use key over stuff and you can grab mm. a few items out of there like uh, cigars or booze and you get cash. You're essentially going over and you're you're collecting goods for cash in a very rudimentary form. Well, the next step to something like that would be to go and actually grab the box, put it inside the ship, take it somewhere, ha get it offloaded to the ship, whether they do magical offloading or something. And now you're collecting money for cargo and they could possibly even add in missions where you're taking cargo from A to B. You just need location A cargo, location B for cargo, and then maybe pieces of cargo out there and you could start doing rudimentary cargo as long as they could get the damn internal physics grids to work with boxes. <laughs> um, so, so this is the interesting thing because to you, this is the start of cargo when this comes. Possibly. Through. Yeah. And it, it signals another step towards it. I think we're close to cargo, but the thing that kind of gets me is, um, do you remember what would happen when uh, uh, the pirate swarm would be triggered in in uh, in Star Citizen? What would happen? You mean the crash? Yeah. Yeah. That's an off because those are independent objects being spawned and brought in. So there's a part of me wondering: um, uh, Will each item of cargo be treated as a, as an individual object, and therefore would its presence and tracking of it? create issues so depends on if they're broadcasting it out to the whole server or not yeah so that could be an interesting thing in terms of uh uh how so um 
when we when we look at cargo like we say we look at a whole series we've got uh, we look at a freelancer we look at any cutler space when you put cargo together would the cargo then stack and become a singular unit uh which would then make it easier for processing as identification or when that singular unit get hit would it then kind of uh break apart and then become subcomponents which would then have its own id i'd be very interested to know how far they've kind of gotten there and i'm suspecting they're actually quite far um so i can imagine them turning this on and it, <laughs> i can imagine it working uh but at the same time right. uh, yeah <laughs> at the same time i'm thinking there could be um uh, a couple of hurdles they have to jump just to make sure that it maintains either uh you know uh old game network or you know people within that kind of you know x num x space kind of network uh you know improve their connect you know maintain their connectivity i should say yeah yeah it's um I'm expecting to be it to be several patches in PTU when they turn it on. Mm, mm. And I'm expecting those first couple to be very, very crash heavy while they work it out. However, I know that they're hunting some stuff around those multiple object spawns. Yeah. Specifically because the latest test that they did for PTU, which they posted right in the public Star Citizen Discord, so you, it can be talked about that they were doing this test. It was that they wanted everybody to go to all of the different comma rays and spawn in a ton of pirates and then not destroy those pirates, just leave and go do ICC missions and spawn in more pirates across the whole server all at the same time across mm -hmm. multiple servers. Mm -hmm. So that's this is the generation of all of these objects across the entire server to collect the data and go, all right, let's make this not have a problem. That's data needed to step towards cargo which is yeah. why when i saw that test plus reliant i went i might be able to read between the lines on this <laughs> one there there's something there and that pleases me greatly oh you I'm and so i did the same thing with procedural generation being shown it yeah, was yeah, that yeah. read between the lines moment of we called it. they're doing something specific here that is awesome uh susan Rukin says we need that server side fix before cargo uh the one that's supposed to only stream the items that are visible to you uh, not all in the server. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, tell us about two point four in general. Anything else that you've kind of had with it? I've I I had a moment where I did a bad thing, um, and I'm ashamed. I may talk about that. But tell us about anything fun that's happened on your side. For me, it's been honestly, it's been more of my experimentation that I always do, which is getting into places I'm not supposed to be. Yes. You, you, I, I had you, fun moments with certain bugs, such as, you know, going outside without wearing my spacesuit because I can. Oh, somewhere, didn't somewhere? I think yes, no, yes. I mean, some of it I was watching with you. I wanted to add some seventies background music. Yeah, I, I, I've done ridiculous things, and then of course people like to run around. As with any game where you can let people strip, they're going to run around in just underwear. Mm -hmm. And as to some other games out there, run around naked Rough. if they can. That's that, that's just what we do. But I clip outside through everything I can. I break stuff as much as I possibly can. Did you have And any... each patch I see, it's getting better and better. Did you have any chance to break the port system? 
the, the new item mm. you know, uh, locking in like, system. Yeah, about placing, you can't place a poster on the floor kind of thing. I, I got it where I was putting stuff on the wall and then kicking items and knocking them into other items so they'd all fall into a clutter on the ground because the physics wasn't right. Nice. Um, they, they broke some stuff there, so there were some fun bugs around that where, nice. you know, physics wasn't working right, and I was playing soccer, essentially, in my hangar by just kicking things around or oh. spawning in a gray cat and then just doing bowling with oh, different nice. objects. That was fun. Nice. Um, for me, it was... So I need to get my, my sticks um, sorted out, and I don't play keyboards, so I don't know any of the commands. So um, I take off at Port Olasar, and the plan is to quantum out to nowhere and then spend time sorting out the controls so I can experience all of that. I'm in a vanguard or, or some large um, ship and there's uh, there was some guy just kind of like, I think, waiting for his saber. So who's just standing in front of his saber in the pad in front of me. So I took off. I didn't take off up. I kind of scraped my my body across the 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 landing pad. Oh, kept scraping all my way through and plowed through him. Oh before, no! Before I eventually kind of left all the pads and was moving in space. So, yeah, yeah, that's not good. That's did he die or just get wounded? If I had a button that I knew was the look behind I would have looked but I just kept going well if he died you would have got a criminal rating oh in that case I'm so lucky oh he lived without legs uh, just yeah. just there on the pad going I his, have two, his life is now hell I have two hours of oxygen left uh, and it's going to take me six hours to get to the airlock oh fuck socks what have I done um, Buccaneer Buccaneer came out, sir. Yes, the Bucky concept is now out as well. Now, that is one hell of a ship. I, I no? like it and don't like it. Tell us more. Why don't you like it and why do you like it? Okay, I like it because it, it's kind of Z95. It looks agile. It has that mean cockpit look to it. Uh, Z95, for those uh... for those of us who, uh, go out, who go outside, what is a Z95? Z-95 had enter Star Wars ship. It, it's the predecessor to the Y-Wing and the X-Wing. It was one of the flyable ships as early as X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. It's beautiful. Yeah, um, so it's a two-wing ship. Yeah. Uh, but you're talking about the engines. You don't like the engines. There's too many of those big front intake, you know, super jet engine looking engines across so many different ships. Aegis uses them a lot, and it's kind mm. of an Aegis style thing, but now that they're starting to come over to Drake, and instead of, like, those sort of swivel engines like you have on the Cutlass, to some degree in that style, they look like Aegis engines have been added into a Drake ship. So they just, they, there's something about the aesthetic of them that just doesn't quite seem to fit. So yeah. I don't know if they, they got spare Aegis parts and bolted them in, but they don't look like they fit the the same Drake aesthetic. They, there just is something not right about those. Well, that's, yeah, for me, what 
see, I didn't read it into that. What I liked about the uh, ship was it was just a an out and out brawler ship. And not into, mm, I don't understand it. Not necessarily a brawler ship because I don't know how it's it a glass cannon. Punches. It's a it's a it's a glass cannon of a form. Um, wasn't it that people were saying that um, it it got uh, it's on a level with the gladius but it's more of a gun instead of missile it's um uh it's about the same as a fc f7c hornet mm -hmm. uh but people are like going so exactly where is it uh in terms of how it kind of scales and one of the factors that i don't think they've looked at potentially is uh, types of ships. So you've got a medium fighter, which is the Hornet. You've got a, a, a large fighter, which is, say, the Vanguard and so on. So it can probably in its weight class uh, punch slightly higher in terms of its armament, but in also that weight class, it could also have less uh, uh, hit points or armor points, but it would still and be kind of we... better than other ships. We don't have the armor system yet. We don't yeah. have those items yet. And everything isn't balanced yet. So when people ask, well, where does it stand with the other ships? We don't know. Mm -hmm. Because they're not done. <laughs> those haven't been balanced. They haven't been armored up. Those systems aren't online. So where does it stand? It stands near them. Yeah. And they all stand near each other in sort of a clump. Um, what really surprised me, though, and I know we've uh, had one Drake Q&A already out and uh as of recording we're going to get the monthly and the next q a out um is that this is the start of their smuggling system have you seen that no i missed that so um the whole sea was meant was in um offer the first ship that talked about smuggling components uh compartments um and since then, there's not really much being said about it. There's been a couple of uh, fan suggestions and ideas, most notably from Captain Flint, where uh, Captain Flint um, suggested the ability to swap out uh, components with smuggler compartments. Yes. So skip forward to the Buccaneer. And what we're looking at is... Uh, the intimation that the buccaneer is going to be uh has no cargo but can smuggle hmm yeah there's not really a way to do that without being able to swap out components really so um uh so that's <coughs> kind of what they're starting to kind of look at and possibly take which may mean that we've got uh, an overload of things within the Buccaneer, like all the guns and whatnot. So you've got all the components that can run that. But then you can take those components out, maybe, and put in some smuggling um, equipment. So you, so what you have visible is not what you can actually use, which could be quite interesting. So that could be the start of it, as they say. So I'm really kind of curious. That's going to go. be an interesting time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so for me, I really like the Buccaneer. I think it's uh, a lovely ship. Uh, now, to be honest, it's kind of one of those ships where I've decided not to get it, so I bought it anyhow. Um, I had some credits, so I'm just kind of holding on to it so I can, I can pretend I'm touching it and then I'll let it go into the wild. 
Um, this is why I, I, I've never made friends with Bambi. Um, and uh, I'll... It, it kind of... Because its job was to uh, address some of the issues of the Cutlass. And I'm not saying that's its sole job. There were complaints about the Cutlass in that it wasn't a fighter ship, it was a cargo ship and so forth. And, and CIG have looked at how they can uh, best address that by offering this. And they indeed gave a voucher to people who owned the Cutlass Black to say, look, Kate, okay, here you go, we have this option for you. Um, where it kind of stands, I think for the first time, it actually makes um, Drake somebody who you'd be hesitant about in a firefight. Yeah, you... Yeah, you might not want to mess with them. Yeah, um, because so far with everything else, I mean, the Cutlass, yes, it's a good ship, but, um, uh, you know, there there were ways to take it down. This is agile, nimble. Um, the impression is that uh, if you're of an average skill pilot versus an average skill pilot, the, uh, the Buccaneer with its maneuverability it w will almost certainly give you some form of edge. So that kind of means... You you gotta be careful, and if you have a swarm of these, you could be fucked. So I'm really interested. They're tie how fighters, that basically. Yeah, they're tie fighters. Light armor, light shielding. The tie fighters didn't have shields, but yeah. lots of punch to them, and can they're cheap, so you can swarm. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, we're nearing the end, but there's a couple of things I wanted to touch upon. Um. Grackies, uh, there's this show I don't know you've, if you've seen. Um, just came out this week. It's called Bulkheads. Are you oh. aware of it? Uh, I I heard something about that. It's uh, apparently a new machinima out there that takes place in the Star Citizen universe. And uh, uh, it, it's got... It, you know, I was able to catch the episode. It's It seems like it's got a, a pretty, you know, funny writing team and... Uh, uh, the art to it looks really good, and oh I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like I like the voice actors behind it. Well, talking about that, we actually managed to get. Um, I know we're only two screen right now, but uh, we've actually got on the line um, uh, one of the one of the uh, people behind the show. Uh, is it Brock? He does the voice of uh, Brock. Is he there? Uh, we have Brock. Hold I on. I think we hang on. Ha ha hi. Hi Brock, Hello? how are you? Is, is this thing working? Hello? Hi Brock, you doing well? No. Why, what's up? Kane, Kane beat me in my sleep last night. Oh God, no. Really? Was he? Was that Command telling them to do that? It's always Command. They're always after me. I know it. They have the cook. He's an assassin. He's trying to poison us. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. Well, Brock, I'm absolutely certain that uh, the ship will be safe with you on board. It won't. I'm going to get them all first. <laughs> oh, shit sticks. Um, yes, yeah, so Grackies is playing the part of Brock in this, uh, in this endeavor. Um, no, he's not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. I'm Brock. No, I'm Brock. Yeah. It, it just lets the voices in my head come out. Yeah, but no, but you are, though. And so there's a quite a, quite a nice cast. There's um, 
Uh, Finnish Feather is uh, doing a lot of the anim. What's Finnish's role in this? Finnish is the animator. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's yourself. Uh, who are the other VAs? The other voice actors in it are it's myself, and then we have Trendane, Meyer, and Splice Point. Lovely. Um, it, when I watched it, I first thing I did is as soon as I watched it, I sent it out to everybody I knew, going, "You have to see this." Um, people are just blown away by it. So I want to say, uh, very well. Wait, done. what? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Sorry, no, I just saw something in chat too at the same time. Oh, whoa! Wow. Yeah, I just read that as well. Uh, Get in my belly just told us that people on the red versus blue sub sub meaning subreddit, I believe, liked it. That's oh boy! So good of them. Holy fuck sticks. Um, yeah. So it does have a very RVB uh, feel. So our red versus blue is like Halo Machinima. Um, that's of long stature and standing. Um, this was oh. the first episode of uh, yeah. This, so it's not going to be the same, but it certainly did its due by paying homage. Um, it, oh, I mean, they really, there were other people that did Machinima first, but they're the ones that really mainstreamed Machinima. So, of course, everyone's going to point to them when you're in the genre, especially when you have spacesuits on, because those are the best assets and it's yeah. getting full face assets. Not easy to do with the Star Citizen stuff. So the helmet thing is the easiest. So when the helmet thing's the easiest and you're in space, so it's sci-fi which is where Star Citizen is, it, it's going to have that similarity to it when you've got this major machinima that's been there the whole time. However, we've got our own voice to it. And on top of that, we do have that, that very classic back and forth of the straight man and the odd man with mm -hmm. my uh, Kane, who is played by Splice Point, and Brock, as myself. But... One of the things that I was pointed out to is look at other shows. You know, you, you've got Abbott and Costello. You've got the odd couple. You have uh, even things up to, like, Pinky and the Brain. So mm. the, the odd man and the straight man trope sort of thing where you have the, the crazy character and the one that's more straight is very much, yeah, you know, people pointed it out. A few people did catch it. Oh, it seems like Church and Caboose. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's the odd man, straight man. That's existed yeah. since vaudeville. That's existed in theater for generations. If you get, uh, if you, do you know um, uh, Morecambe and Wise? That one I don't know. I'm going to send you links. So anybody who knows anything about vaudeville comedy or the equivalent of stage comedy, Morecambe and Wise, they are a fucking legends over here. Um, Once I see it, I, I'll probably go, oh yeah, I do remember that. And just I'll now, send you links. I'll send yeah. you links. Uh, so bulkhead, so that's now a thing. Uh, when does it come out? What's the what's its release um, schedule? I don't know if we have a specific one yet, and I don't want to speak for them, but I know okay. we're aiming to do stuff weekly, and I will repeat what Fiendish's aim was when he responded to that, which is we're doing the major full episodes as we can because they take a bit more work, but the idea is to, at the very least, have weekly shorts. Name still pending. Don't know if they've settled on that yet, but we're going to be doing, uh, at the very least, we're going to have bulkhead shorts every single week with the major episodes as they can get done and speed them up. And mm -hmm. uh, stay tuned for any announcements on these things from Fiendish Feather and Dolvac. They'll probably put it up on Reddit or other places. And then the rest of us, the cast, we will disseminate this. You can also check on Twitter 
mm-hmm. at bulkheads underscore sc. Fantastic. I'll put a link in the show description. Um, so you also to... had something coming up, I believe. Yeah, I do. Um, but before we kind of get into there, Get My Belly is posting some extracts from the monthly report. So this is actually quite one of those moments where uh, we're doing this recording just as the report has gone live. Um, so we're going oh. to have to process it. But let me read this out um, from Getting My Belly. However, the most exciting thing this month was the privilege of an early look at preliminary large-scale solar systems with procedural planets going from oh. space to atmosphere and eventually landing on the ground. At this point, the terrain is visually pretty sparse-looking, but this early on, the excitement is about the technology itself. There's nothing quite like flying through and around canyons in an M50. It's just like Beggar's Canyon back home. Uh, go fuck yourself. Um, oh my god, though. Holy fuck sticks. So, lo- so solar systems, multi-planetary, orbit, procedural... Space to atmosphere, landing on the ground, and flying around uh, canyons. <laughs> I just want a little special. I I need I need to change my shorts after this whole. <laughs> yeah, that's oh. quite good. Okay, some of that from your side. I may need to edit out. Um, yeah. No, you know you want that yeah. sound in there. Everybody loves it. Yeah. Now I've got it as my ringtone. <laughs> uh, so Blood is saying, I wonder if uh, Gamescom is going to give us another procedural planet tech reveal. Well, that's interesting because they're not doing Gamescom in the old way. Uh, and to be honest, there's a, having attended the last one, which I absolutely loved, I'm kind of semi-thankful because it was a brutal experience for everybody uh in uh, who was on the ground um height of summer uh no aircon everything was a nightmare they're going to be at gamescom but they're going to have a stall and nothing more uh so they may show stuff but there won't be a singular event uh frankfurt is concepting the dragonfly nice good news uh, i want my space motorcycle born to ride um so we so let's let's uh which one is the dragonfly says more power um it's the one that's basically drake's space motorbike um the idea was if you just strapped yourself into something and flew uh how awesome would that be uh they had debates about uh quantum and uh jump and various things and implications i think it's quantum only um, or maybe I don't even, even know if it's quantum. Yeah, I think it might be like the P fifty two. No quantum. Yeah, snub fighter. So it could be. Imagine a caterpillar comes up to you, and everybody, you know, they've got instead of cargo, they've just got hold full of people with dragonflies, who then jump out and swarm you, and then you can. Race Carrier away from has them. arrived. <laughs> oh God, yes. Um, so, so that was bulkhead. So it's hopefully going to be weekly, but, uh, the type of show will vary. It'll be short versus longs. Um, full episodes versus shorts, which are little comedic shorts and other types of shorts. Um, I don't know if they'll always be comedic. Maybe they'll do some other types. Yeah. Can't spoil anything on that end. Yeah. So, uh, moving on just, uh, British in con. 
Uh, we yes, talked about this do tell. Yeah, we talked about this uh, last time, but to continue on with that, it's basically um, CitizenCon uh, was in Manchester last year. I was very happy and lucky to attend, and it was great fun. Um, but CitizenCon is, of course, going back to um, California IA, uh, this year. Uh, but it's it's um, left us over here, us, us Brits, wanting some more. So um, uh, it's a fan-created uh, convention. Um, it will be up in Manchester. Um, I'll give the dates and the links and everything in the show notes. Uh, long story short, it will be uh, quite a lot of one hopes it'll be quite a lot of fun. Um, they will have uh, devs from CIG from the Manchester office um, uh, and other people as well, including myself. I'm actually on a panel uh, in terms of looking at content creation around Star Citizen. So uh, myself and several other people, Board Gamer, I think Maya Test and a couple of others are going to be there. So it's going to be quite good. So um, if you're around, definitely um, say hi. Uh, we can have a drink in the bar, as we say. Um, and uh, it should be it should be good fun. Just a bunch of people talking about um, uh, stuff that they love and are interested in. So happy days. Huzzah! Huzzah! Um, also, uh, there has been some major movement in something that we uh, don't often talk about here. It's a secret project, which we've codenamed Project Fluffy Bunnies. Yes, um, Project Fluffy Bunnies. So, uh, Grakis, how, can you, cause I'm t- how would you describe what's been going on without giving anything away? Dublar repeatedly smashing his head into a keyboard, then hardware, then a keyboard again, and then finally breathing a sigh of relief for a moment before repeatedly smashing his head into a keyboard some more. Yeah, pretty much. That's exactly what it's been like. It has been quite kind of uphill um, and for the most remedial of reasons, but Project Coffee Bunnies is now at, uh, at, at an end of a phase and we can now move forwards. So we're being quite a. Okay, uh, <laughs> my belly says, wait, bulkheads isn't fluffy bunnies? No, it's a different thing. So um, we'll be working on that. Um, we'll be able to give some. It's kind of the one thing where when we start talking about it properly, it will. I, I was kind of uh, brought up with the notion of you only talk about things when it's ready. So. Or uh, about to be ready. Yeah, so even talking about it now, it's uh, it's it's too more. It's more than I'd be comfortable with. Um, but I want to kind of communicate that we are doing something, um, and uh, we'll we'll see how we can communicate it and give ideas about it without kind of revealing too much as we go along. <coughs> so Grakis, where can we find you? You can find me on twitch.tv slash grakies, G-R-A-K-E-E-S. The same goes for YouTube and Twitter. And you can also find me on episodes of Bulkheads as they release. You can find them under Bulkheads, B-U-L-K-H-E-A-D-S on YouTube. Okay. And you can find me at twitch.tv slash dublathakri. That's D-O-U-B-L-A-R-T-H-A-C-K-E-R-Y. Um, you can also find me on Twitter by that same name. Uh, I haven't been streaming too much and I've been making promises on various things. I am getting back to streaming. 
Um, I'm just kind of being very slow about it, but hopefully I'll be around and you can see me crash into things. Um, yeah, good times. Uh, and uh, with that, we shall say bye to everybody. Love you lots, and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. If you like what you heard, please do feel free to follow us. We also do video stuff as well. And give us a review on iTunes. It doesn't matter if it's good, bad, or just indifferent. We want to hear what you have to think. Well, not everything you have to think. I mean, that, that could be a lot. <laughs>